أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وآله أهل الله واللعنة على آدائهم وآداوتهم إلى يوم اللقاء الله السلام عليكم جميعا ورحمة الله وبركاته So dear brothers and sisters as you know that we are concluding the month of Zilhaj and two days ago was the glorious day of Eid al-Mubahila and inshallah in the next few days we will be starting uh, the holy month of Muharram in which we will be commemorating the martyrdom of Imam Hussain just before that I would like to briefly mention the significance of Eid al-Mubahila and what lessons what things that we can take from that uh, blessed day so as you know I'm sure everybody knows what happened on Eid al-Mubahila but just to quickly go over it Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam Allahumma salli ala Muhammad he wrote letters to those tribes and empires and you know uh, the tribes that were around the area and amongst them one of the tribes was the Najran and they were very well established and rich uh, Christians and in which he wrote a letter to them inviting them towards Islam inviting them to believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and him being the messenger so these bishops and these priests they discussed like you know what they should do should they go visit what should they do in uh, when they got the letter so the great bishop who was their leader he selected a few of the priests and sent them to Medina where the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam Allahumma salli ala Muhammad where he was at the time so these people they leave Najran and go to towards Medina and want to meet the Prophet so they arrive to the uh, mosque of the Prophet Masjid al-Nabawi in which they enter and when they enter you know they're not wearing uh, some simple clothes rather they're wearing you know very extravagant clothing like they're wearing silk robes they're wearing gold and you know heavy jewelry which shows kind of shows and represents that you know they are rich they're well established they have the money they have gold and you know that they, this, they're wearing these things to show that you know they're perhaps better than everybody else so they enter you know with all this gold and silk and these great things that expensive things they're wearing and they show that you know we are the people of Najran and we have uh, you know we have some dignity and this is how we are so when Rasulullah did greeted Rasulullah and you know Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he turned his face away from the people of uh, the priests of Najran and you know they are shocked by this because you know when they heard about uh, the preaching of Islam they heard that you know Rasulullah was such a great man he was kind he was merciful he had good character he had good moral and he had good behavior but when they got there they were surprised that the Prophet of Islam was not even you know talking to them or greeting them and so on and so forth so they were confused so they walk out and you know there is a man Uthman bin Afwan they ask him that you know that the Prophet is not greeting us 
and you know we came in he invited us he wrote a letter to us and they told him so this person who later becomes to be one of the, the khalifas he tells them you know the best person who can tell you why he's not greeting you is Ali ibn Abi Talib alayhi salam so they take he takes them to Imam Ali alayhi salam and you know when Imam Ali alayhi salam he looks at the dress that the Najran are wearing. He looks at they're wearing you know, heavy jewelry rings, they're wearing chain, and the gold they're wearing. So Imam Ali said, the reason the Prophet is not meeting you is that because you're wearing you know, very heavy extravagant clothing. You know, you're wearing silk robe, you're wearing gold, you're wearing so much jewelry. If you want to meet the Prophet, you know, change into simple clothes and then meet uh, him. So that's what they do. They change into simple clothes and they return to the mosque of the Prophet. And when the Rasulullah, he sees them, that's when he greets them, you know, very kindly, very gently, with good akhlaq, he welcomes them. So, and you know, they have the discussion of that, how they believe, the Prophet told them that their message they, they wanted, he wanted them to believe is that Allah, there is no but, uh, God but Allah, and he is the messenger of Allah, and Isa alayhi salam, is a slave of Allah because he could just eat, drink, and sleep just like you know everybody else. But they deny that, and they say that you know he is the son of God. So Rasulullah says that you know who is the father of uh, Adam and Eve and Hava. So you know they they are quiet in that, and that's when the you know the verses reveal abna ana wa abna akum wa nisa ana wa nisa akum wa anfusana wa anfusakum, and the then the curse of Allah subhanahu wa taala be upon the kathibin those that lie. So you know they all agree to this, but before this happens, you know that it's time for their prayer as well. So Rasulullah he allows these Christians to pray in that their own way with the ringing the bells or the way they prayed in the, in the masjid. So you know there were some companions who were sitting next to the Prophet. They asked him, you know, why don't you make them pray like us or like you know why are they praying the wrong way? But Rasulullah said that that's how they learn to pray, and you know you shouldn't uh, tell them how to pray because that's how they learn, and let them pray the, the way they are praying. So that just shows us at that moment, you know, how Rasulullah. He was preaching with others with his character towards kindness, with his you know, akhlaq and the way he treated others. He did not force Islam or the way that Muslims prayed upon the Christians, but rather he was uh, showed tolerance and he allowed them to pray the way they were uh, taught to pray. And coming back that after they decide that they will have a mubahila in the field, they go back and say, one of the priests or all the priests they say that you know if the Rasulullah Prophet Muhammad he brings his community meaning his companion his friends and so on and so forth that means he is not telling the truth however if he brings his family he is, he is telling the truth because who brings the family just to prove that they are on the truth and if he brings his family we will know that he is on the truth so the next morning uh, Rasulullah he takes uh, Sayyidah Fatima Salaamu Allahi Alayha, Imam Ali Alayhi Salaam, Imam Hassan and Imam Hussein Salawatullahi wa Salaamahu Alayhi. Allahumma Salli Ala Muhammadin wa He takes them to do Mubahila with the Banu Najran. And you know when the people of Najran, they see that Rasulullah is walking with his family only, they say that we can, they withdraw from them doing the Mubahila and come to terms with the Prophet. They say that 
if these are the faces of the truthful ones, that if they told the mountains to move, they would move. And that's why we will not do mubahila with them because they are on the truth. So coming to the point, why did Rasulullah choose the, the Ahlul Bayt The reason being, the ayat says the curse upon the kadibin, those who lie. And these are the individuals where there is no chance that there is no possibility that they can lie. The Ahlul Bayt there's no, they've never lied in the past. There's no chance of them lying at the moment. And there is no chance of them lying in the future as well. So Rasulullah chose the people who are 100% pure. And in the Quran it says, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. So the Ahlul Bayt are these five where there is no sign of, you know, uh, uh, it's all pure, they're all clean. And they're far from the falsehood, they're, they're truth and they're next, they're, the truth is with them and they're with the truth. So Rasulullah took them with Ahlul Bayt, took the Ahlul Bayt, which shows that you know they cannot be separated from the truth, and wherever they are is where the truth is going to be. So this is the event of Mubahila, and how the event of Mubahila proves that Ahlul Bayt they're ma'asum, they are infallible, they cannot make any mistakes. They are the best of the creation of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. They are the most honest. They are the most truthful, and they are the best of the best. And you cannot compare anybody to the level of Ahlul Bayt alayhi salatu wassalam. Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa Just Just a few things to, you know, to talk about before Muharram is coming. Some things that we should uh, realize and act upon in the holy month of Muharram is that when we come to the majlis, to the azadari, to the remembrance of Imam Hussain alayhi salam, it's important that we wear black clothing so that we are showing that we are grieving the martyrdom of Imam Hussein Islam. And whenever we meet our dear uh, mu'mineen, the brothers and sisters, we should offer them condolences on the martyrdom of Imam Hussein Islam. And we should hold gatherings in which we remember Imam Hussein Islam. Not only do we cry and mourn the martyrdom of Imam Hussein Islam. But rather, we take lessons from the tragedy of Karbala. We learn from the life of Imam Hussein Islam. Learn from the life of the companions of Imam Hussein Islam. And that's why we should, we should take advantage of the uh, 10 days of Muharram or 12 days of Muharram in this month where we recognize and commemorate the martyrdom. And you know, there are so many other things that we can do, such as inshallah, we'll be reciting Ziyarat Ashura every night in Muharram inshallah after Maghribain. And that's where we are sending our salam, sending our salutation to Imam Hussein Islam. And we are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to take away his mercy from the enemies of Ahlul Bayt those who oppressed Imam Hussein Islam. And it's important that in this holy month of Muharram, we take the initiative to you know, become the true followers of Imam Hussein Islam by looking and studying the life of his companions. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us the opportunity of Imam Hussein alayhi salatu wassalam. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to hasten the reappearance of the Imam of our time. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us the tawfiq.
to continue commemorating the martyrdom of Imam Hussein Islam throughout this Muharram and throughout each and every Muharram that that comes in our life. In Allah wa Malaikatahu Yusalluna Alan Nabi, Ya Ayuhaladina Amanu, Sallu Alayhi wa Sallimu Taslima. Allah. 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 Allah